Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no ads, no data selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated financial personal app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash leisure. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash leisure for your extended 30-day free trial. Earners, what's up? Look, as an entrepreneur, the dream is to earn a living doing what you love. But let's face it, turning that dream into reality is no small feat. That's where Kajabi steps in, transforming challenges into opportunities. I've been there, juggling every aspect of my business, wishing for a simpler way to diversify revenue and grow my brand. Then Kajabi changed the game. It's an all-in-one platform that empowered me to not just build, but thrive. With Kajabi, creating online courses, membership sites, and more became not just possible, but easy. And the best part? I kept 100% of what I earned, thanks to Kajabi's no-commission policy. But Kajabi isn't just about tools. It's about building a profitable business with the support of robust analytics, easy payment options, and customizable templates, all without needing a huge team or audience. Join me and thousands of entrepreneurs making six or seven figures on Kajabi, regardless of your audience size. If you're ready to turn your passion into profit, Kajabi is your next step to success. So what are you waiting for? Build, grow, and keep what you earn with Kajabi. Start your journey today. And right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash earn. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash earn. Kajabi.com slash earn. And join the entrepreneurs and creators who've made over $6 billion. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. So I put a post up about the largest land um, owners on earth. Mm. So, and I didn't say like number one through four. It's just four um, of the top. Um, so, the royal family of Great Britain, yeah, um, almost a billion acres of land worldwide, including Great Britain, Northern Ireland, 
um, Canada, Australia, all throughout the Caribbean, a variety of different places. Um, the Catholic Church, millions of acres. So the Vatican um, City is an independent state. Um, but then there's millions of acres of global land. And then there's hundreds of Vatican embassies throughout the world, which are legally titled to the Holy See as an independent nation. This one caught people by surprise. Farmland, farmland in China. So the Chinese dairy farm, Madujang City Mega Farm, is owned by Russian and Chinese owners. The company owns more than 22 million acres of farmland in China. And then, of course, the Saudi royal family controls 830,000 square miles of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and a variety of international Holdings. Um, so this post semi controversial. I'm not sure why. Just yeah, I would ask you why, why do you think it's controversial? Well, why do you people, think it's people, controversial? you know, people have strong mm-hmm. opinions, um, about you know how, especially when it comes to the royal family and the Catholic Church, rightfully so. But I didn't give an opinion, it wasn't an opinion based post, it wasn't saying like you should aspire to be these people or this is. It's just this is what it is. Like, you know, what I mean, I'm not saying that they got it the right way, that they deserve it. That's that's another conversation for another day. Just the fact of these are the people that own the most land in the world. And then there's other there's other people too. McDonald's owns a lot of land. Um, the Mormon church yeah. owns a lot of land. Um so, okay, I was gonna say the Gates Gates Foundation. Yeah, yeah. So these aren't just yeah. there's more people, but this is just you know a couple. Um but it's just interesting because um, a lot of times people don't necessarily think about um, different entities that, you know, when you just see different things, you see, you see churches, you see churches like when they, when Ray Kroc was like, McDonald's is not a burger, it's not a burger company. It's a real estate company. Right. Yep. And it's like, all right, well now the Catholic church, the real estate company. Not to say that it's, it's obviously a, a religious organization, but it owns more real estate than almost anybody in the world, right? The, this is the, this is done intentionally. So it's just it's just the interesting perspective on you know just looking at things differently. Because now when you see you know the Church of Notre Dame or you see you know the cathedral on Fifth Avenue, it's good architecture. And you you know you see people going there for Easter, but then it's like, well, how much is this building actually worth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that article came to be, be um, right around the coronation of uh, the King of England, and we saw about the amount of property. I think it was over some billions of of dollars in, in property, and we're like, well, what's the, where are the estates? And then you look at what these estates are worth. You talk about uh, Buckingham Palace worth over yeah. two four billion dollars. You look at all these palaces that are now under his reign. It's like, wait, wow! Like you're not you're not thinking of it. Well, you know, we talk about the British rule and we talk about the land. We talk about the real estate play too. It's like, man, th- this this is done intentionally and this is strategically done for generations. When we talk about generational, this is beyond that. Yeah. Any thoughts on this, Ian? Oh uh, yeah, Xander says hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's like, "Are you on stage?" I'm like, "No, but I'm doing a show." 
Um, but this is why I always say study the top five. Like, you don't have to listen to me. Like, study the top five governments, top five countries, see where they are buying, what they're looking to buy, and what they're sure because they have to also deploy capital because they need a return. Of course, uh, the church organization is not taxable, so there's some benefits there. You you also told me what, what was that two weeks ago about uh, the sixty minutes piece. Oh yeah, church that. But there's some yeah ruins well, there. Doing yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody should. If you haven't watched that sixty minutes piece about the the Church of Latter Day Saints, is very interesting. That's the Mormon Church. Yeah, and um, they have so they're obviously tax exempt organization, like as all religious organizations are. Mm-hmm. But they have an investment arm. Um, so this is the thing about just charities in general. A lot of people don't know. You, know, you only have like most charities are only actually using like five percent of the money that that they actually um yes. bring in for charitable endeavors. Yeah, like 90%, 95% goes to operational expenses. Um, but they have a huge investment arm um over probably I think over like a hundred billion dollars. Um that you know, from excess of tides, mm-hmm. like leftover, um, that they actually are investing. So it was a whistleblower because this guy used to work on Wall Street, and then he he started um, managing the funds for for the church. And like I said, it was like a hundred million dollars, something like that, um, mm-hmm. the investment fund. So um, he 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 whistle blew the situation. Pause. Um, because he was saying that they were using the money for for-profit organizations. They were using the money yeah. for for-profit gains. So they was like buying buildings. They was putting money into companies, different things of that nature. So he was saying like he felt it was just a conflict of interest that they were using um, donations for church, yeah. which and they don't, you know, it's, it's tax exempt on a nonprofit side. They don't have to really report too much information. Yeah. So um, and then they were they were buying for-profit entities. Right. So the the numbers were. They received seven billion dollars in contributions from seventeen million members. They have one billion, so we said one billion in a reserve fund from Tides uh, that go into the nonprofit. The name of the nonprofit was Eastside Peak. If you watch the, uh, the segment, you can follow this along, uh, which allows it to grow tax free. So that money has grown. That money that was in that that fund has grown to a hundred billion. It's a hundred billion dollars. Hundred building fund. Hundred billion. What have they done with it? Uh, like Shadi said, they bought them all. They bought them all. <laughs> they bought them all, and they bought an insurance company. Two things that they. Per- a great, yeah, the second was a great investment. The premiums on an insurance company is a great, great investment. But that's why I say study. Like even with that, when I, you're looking at a stock, uh, please write this down. You want to see what the institutional ownership is. Like even if you're investing, like say real estate in a city, you want to make sure capital from bigger players are going there first. So as a retail investor, that you're safe. Um, it's it's unfortunate, but they lobby to make these rules so that they can build these kind of funds and then keep the profit for themselves. Yeah, it's a it's a whole elaborate thing. So like under the SEC rules, right? Any fund that has made over a hundred million must report filings, and so they've responded by creating shell companies. So the game is the game. The game is the game. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. The 
Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.